0: Good afternoon and welcome to The Fertility Files. Um, today we have my one of my closest friends and oldest friends, Franca, um, who has been on her own fertility journey and is now currently eight weeks postpartum with her little son, Eli. Um, and she's going to talk to us about what she went through and... Um, she had a very difficult journey. Um, I mean, m- most of us do, I suppose. But, um, yeah, it was a pretty rough. There was a f- few very rough patches that um, I was there riding along with you, I suppose. Um, yeah, so her journey was for about four years. And, yeah, we'll talk to Franka and see what she's got to say. So, hello, Franca. Hi, everyone. So, how
1: is little Eli? He's good. He's... Um a little turd sometimes but he's good actually like i i feel bad saying if if i'm having a rough time because i've worked so hard like you know yeah. i don't want people to turn around and be like oh Franca but this is what you wanted for four years and now you're complaining
0: Yeah, I, I know I actually felt the same way to be honest but you know what at the end of the day it's still rough but just on the other end of the mm. scale yeah. but yeah I remember when I was trying to conceive and going through IVF and I'd be like I'd see someone whinging and I'd be like oh I would do anything yeah. to be up all night with a baby um, but yeah it doesn't really <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know it's yeah um, so can you start off with your journey and well from the beginning and let us know yeah tell us your story and how you got to have a little Eli yeah so um we John I
1: started our fertility journey in 2016 I went to the doctors and I was told that I had PCOS uh, and back then I was heavily smoking and I was um overweight so f- for the whole 2016 I dedicated I guess, my my life to, or that year, I guess, to losing weight, quitting smoking, whatever, getting my body right, quote, unquote, thinking that that would help. Um, I was, I then went to a fertility doctor. She was really lovely. She, we did a round, one round of Clomid, which didn't work. Um, and at that point, Joey's sperm was never tested. Oh. She was only looking at my results from the doctor. Yeah. Um, and she wanted to do another round and I had... Because I remember you telling me your story about how many rounds you did of Clomid. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not putting myself through all of that when I can just do IVF. Because I thought that IVF would be an easy way of having a baby. So then, Joe and I said no to Clomid 2017. We had our first IVF round. And the doctor... I feel now gave us a little bit of false hope but I guess at the same time she was trying to be positive about it But you know trying to giving up, was giving us the statistics of how many people fall pregnant through IVF all that crap And then I reckon we got heaps of eggs But only one fertilize.
0: Yeah, so you had quantity Not quality
1: Yes, because I was also told before that round that my eggs were not that good for my yeah. age.
0: But see that happened to me too with my first round. I got but my eggs my AMH was okay, but I got 20 eggs and I only had two fertile uh, no two embryos out of 20. Yeah, so yeah, it's funny how that can happen. So
1: and it was funny because I not funny, but I saw a post today of this girl in America who's doing her first round of IVF. And she was so excited that she had 17 eggs or something. And I felt bad for a second because I was like, it doesn't really, like, yes, it's good that you have seven, it's good that you have 17 eggs, but who knows if they're gonna turn into embryos. You know what I mean? Like, that's the most hardest thing. Yeah. Anyway, so we did that, we had that first embryo transplanted. And me and Joe were walking around like we were already pregnant. Yeah. And I remember like feeling like, okay, Joe, so this is going to be the gender reveal. This is how we're going to do it. Yeah, everything, so she, was yeah, everything was planned. Everything was planned. And then I got my peer and I remember I was, I think I was in the toilet about to have a shower and I saw blood. And I called my mum and I was like, this can't be right. Like, there's blood like, and I didn't know much about implantation, any of that sort of stuff. And mum was like, maybe it's implantation,
0: just have a shower and relax. Don't you become like, you feel like you're like a fertility specialist at yeah. the end of it because you know everything <laughs> yeah. after? But not that first run, to no, be honest, no, because but, I was yeah. so naive but about I everything. Mean, you yeah. learn, along the way, you yeah. just learn everything, like the thickness of your uterus yes. and, the, you know, this many millimetres <laughs> and it needs to be this many millimetres and, yeah. oh, there was, you know, this many eggs, but there was a cyst on this area. Oh, it's yeah, just crazy. it's crazy.
1: yeah so we saw blood so i saw blood and then i had a shower but obviously even when you get your period you have a shower the blood stops for a bit yeah so i was oh, i was like oh killer blood stopped everything's fine and the next i ended up getting my period and i remember i was so devastated because the the doctor had said to me it's going to happen yeah And I remember going to the shops and I remember getting every piece of junk food because that whole 2016, I didn't eat junk, nothing. Yeah. And I got so much shit. And I remember the cash lady was like, oh, I think she said, oh, are you having a bad day or something? And I was like, fuck you. So in front of your kids, I was like, you have literally no idea what I've gone through. Yeah. And I remember that even pissed me off even more. So I was like gorged on all this bloody food. And then she wanted us to do another round straight away because it was the end of the year. Yeah. And she wanted us to hurry up and do it um, so we would get more money back. And me and Joe were like, no, like, give us a break to mourn because
0: yeah.
1: it was our first process. We had our um, high hopes yeah. and then, like, it got shot to shit. And then 2018, I got another, I was like, stuff, I want to get another referral. Yeah. So I will mention his name because I love him to death. I was a recommended Ray Young at yep. reprimand and we, I remember we
0: love that old Ray we do love and Ray. he's on the previous episode if anyone <laughs> wants to listen to that interview.
1: <laughs> and um, I remember convincing Joe because Joe was a bit nervous about seeing someone else. I said no, this is our lives like we can have as many appointments with whoever we want before we make that decision. Yep. and no one tells you that. Like at the beginning, because everyone's like, "Oh, it, this happened to me," so I would recommend this doctor. But it just because it happened to you doesn't mean it's going to happen to everybody. Yeah. So I remember the first appointment we had with Ray. He made me do this questionnaire, <clears throat> and he was like, "How heavy is your period? How often?" Blah, blah blah. Anyway, as he was looking at it, literally the first ten minutes of the appointment, he said, "I think you ovulate, but you ovulate early, day ten. He's like, and I think you have endo." And I'll never forget, I checked the ovulation stick on day 10 and I saw that smiley face. Like, and you're ne- like, oh, my God, Ray You How Ray- did he know? Ever since then, I was like, he is God. Like, he knew. Yeah. Like, I trust him. Yeah, He's So then, the Yeah, the best. And then I had the, what's it called? Laparoscopy. Laparoscopy. I did have endo in the end. And we... And no. Did you have adeno as well? I did, but yeah. I wasn't told I had adeno until... Two thousand and I think oh, it I was two thousand and twenty. Like it came it, up later. Yeah. yeah, well maybe I had it, but he never tested it. I don't know. I can't remember.
0: Well, normally I think it was when you're when they go in to look. I don't know if you're listening, Ray, and I'm getting this wrong, <laughs> but if the uterus looks bulky, or if it looks bulky on an MRI, then they that's when they think that you possibly have adeno. Right. But I don't know if they can test it hundred percent. I'm not sure to be honest. Right.
1: Okay. So then. That happened in 2017. 18, I think. 2019, me and Joe were like, kill up. This is, we're going to do this IVF round. And we weren't married back then. And I remember going to the appointment. No, sorry. Before we had gone to the appointment, we had thought to ourselves, you know what? This fertility process is giving us so much grief. We don't know what this next round is going to be like. Let's at least set our date for the wedding so we have something to look forward to if this doesn't work yeah so i remember we had had um we set the date for the 29th of feb 2020 and i remember in 2019 we went to the appointment and with the first run in 2017 you could like pay half of the gap gap and yes. then pay the remaining off slowly yes. of the gap yeah so me and you're like killer we'll just do that again yeah so we had our appointment I was like yep 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 and the lady at the front at the front was like, Oh, it's ten thousand dollars. I was like, Nah, so we're paying half the gap. The
0: bonus wet.
1: Okay. And she was like, Oh no, we don't do that anymore. And me and Joe obviously didn't didn't have that money anymore. Well not anymore, we didn't have that money at all. And then um, I I remember I had to try and transfer the money to pay the lady just for the appointment and then I remember I had to pay the lady for the appointment anyway And I was I couldn't my anxiety was so high I couldn't even pay her because I had so much anxiety because I knew that that appointment was
0: shot to shit Mm. Because we there was no way we could have that. I remember going to me. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah that happened to me with my transfer I think with Maya no, with Sierra. Things had changed. The payment plans had changed. And, um, yeah, I think we had... She was a frozen embryo transfer. So it was like two and a half grand mm. or 5,000 or whatever it was. Yeah. But when I... So I'd done Zoladex for like, the I think, a month and then, you know, taken all the drugs and then literally the day before they're like, oh, no, we don't do payment plans anymore or something like that. And I remember thinking, what am I going to do? Yeah. Like, I've just been on all this medication for the last... Like how long? Yeah, and well, yeah. Like luckily I had to borrow the money off somebody yeah. and then pay them back. Yeah, but, um, that's like yeah. I, I, anyone going through? Yeah, because
1: it's expensive it's it. so fucking. Ex- I keep on swearing. No, I'm sorry. I have a potty mouth. It's like so freaking expensive that how do they expect us to pay for it straight up? And I remember going to my mum's house and my I was just crying in front of my mum and Joe and I said I don't care about this wedding anymore. I just wanna praying, Like, what's the point of getting married if we're not gonna, you know, have the have this baby? Anyway, so then 2019 was shot to shit. So we waited till after our wedding, and I literally booked my 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 wedding was two th- um, the 29th, and I think whatever that Monday was, the first oh, yeah, or whatever. Hot. I had I made the appointment. <laughs> so I'm not wasting any time. <laughs> but then, of course, a couple of days later. It was locked down because COVID hit and then eventually the elective surgeries were put on hold that's right yeah yeah so i had to wait even freaking longer than that
0: it's and so I, oh
1: my goodness and i was like what do you mean like but i remember someone made this comment to me and i was so angry she this the person said to me oh, at least you have more time trying
0: no. And I'm like,
1: what are you talking about? If I could, I would be pregnant right now. Yeah, exactly. I can't fall pregnant naturally. Hello? Oh, people
0: just don't know what no, to, the right don't. to say. No, they don't.
1: It's so irritating. And then um, after the um, elective surgeries went back on, I had my first round of IVF. And I remember getting really sharp pains. I, I had just started... Wait, this was your second round of this IVF. This is our second round of IVF. But what's that medication called? where it stops you you and that stops you from ovulating so i think i was in maybe my day three of taking that or something and i had to go in to see how uh, big my follicles were and i could tell that this the the nurse there she just there was something on her face and i went back in the car and i said to joe something's wrong because she didn't have that positive look on her face Anyway, Ray calls me and I never, Ray never Mm calls, never freaking calls. You're
0: like, oh my God, (laughs) why is he calling me? And I was like,
1: why is he calling me? And I remember I had just started this new job as well. And um, he's like, Franka, I'm really sorry. You've ovulated. I'm like, what do you mean? I was taking this medication to not ovulate. Mm. And then he was like, look, we can go in and collect the eggs. But by the time we do that, your eggs could have shriveled up. Yeah. And I was like, well, what, now I have to stop
0: this process. So what were you on? Like, this was like a week of being on the drugs already? I think
1: it, it must have been because I remember I was at my last appointment to see how big my follicles yeah, were. Yeah, so
0: probably like five to seven days yeah. or something? Yeah, okay.
1: Something like that. And he was like, I would recommend that we stop this process. I like,
0: for fuck's sake. Like, it, it, the waiting. The waiting yes. is probably the, one of the worst things about IVF. Yeah. Like, just always having to wait for everything. Wait, because you can't just do it, because yeah. you have to wait for the cycle. Or, like, every time they'd ring me and say, oh, you you know, the embryo didn't work. I remember one of the nurses saying to me, oh, that's okay. Like, go have a glass of wine. You can rest for a no, no, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want... I it just
1: sucks when you have to wait for the next period yeah. to oh. start. So then I had to take this... Um, the injection that you take to ovulate. Oh yeah. And I remember being in the supermarket, and I remember crying because I could feel the pain of ovulation, and I was like, "What a waste!" I and just before then, I think we—that's when we had the fear release. Oh yes. So yeah. I was in this positive zone. That's right. With this lovely, beautiful fear release, and then that happened, and I was like, "What is going on? What is the world trying to tell me right now?" I was—I remember being so angry, and I called my my husband Joe was going to his mate's house and his wife smokes and Joe was like, You're not coming because you're gonna have a smoke And I said, I'm so angry right like he was trying to be so lovely and positive and I said, You you're, you being positive is making it worse for me right now. You need to just let me grieve how mm-hmm. I want to grieve. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went there and I had a couple of cigarettes. Like it didn't help the situation.
0: But it just helps you. But yeah, for yeah. that
1: second, I, you know, that was something that I could control. I yeah. controlled having that cigarette, which is stupid.
0: Yeah, but no, I know what you mean though.
1: And then Mom. we had to wait for our next, my next period. So then that was the. Then we had a second round of IBF. Yeah. But didn't, technically, your third. Technically my third, I still, the the round the round that I cancelled, I, I still call it a round of IVF. Yeah, because I, well, It yeah. was technically a, yeah. a you Yeah, know, so I'd
0: say it's technically your third, third round, yeah.
1: yeah. Third round of IVF came and by that time I was like, you know what, like.
0: Just fucking over I, it.
1: I, I, I didn't know how to be positive because of everything else that had happened. Yeah. And I remember I had to still try and go to the gym because my mental health was shot to shit. Yeah. But even going to the gym, I associated it with losing weight to get ready for a baby. But then I was like, well, what if that doesn't work and
0: yeah,
1: all that stuff. And I think by then I had put all my weight back on anyway. Yeah. And then we got, I think we got 17 eggs. Yeah. And then I think, again, only one, which was Eli, became an embryo. Yes. And... I remember being away, not away sorry, I went for a birthday, we went McLaren battle or something. and waiting for this phone call to see if this embryo was going to be okay because we had to get it um, chromosome tested. That's right. And that takes another freaking two weeks. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, if this chromosome, if it comes back bad, do we just not worry about the embryo? Like what happens? And I remember we got that call, the embryo was great, so it was good to freeze. But then I remember the embryologist saying something to me like oh, sh- I can't remember exactly what he said or what she said. I can't remember if it was he or she. But they made a comment as if to say like this this embryo only had a forty to sixty percent chance of implanting. Mm. And I was like, Why would how you say not- that to yeah. me? And how can you make that assumption? Yeah. And I remember calling back Again, I speaking to another embryologist and I said, this is what I was told, is this the right information? Yeah. And he had said, um, and he had apologised and said that the person shouldn't have made that comment. And I'm like, well, thank you for the apology, but now it's stuck in my freaking head. Yeah. So anyway, at that point, Ray had told me I needed, needed to go on Zoladex.
0: And do another round?
1: Well, that's when he had said to me, because we need to go on Zoladex, it's best for you to get all of the IVF, rounds out of the way and try and uh, bank up your eggs, yeah, yeah. embryos and at that point me and joe were like how are we going to do that number one financially financially and number two do i really want to go through all of that process again and i remember me and joe being like nah we trust ray we believe in him let's do it so then we set out on this i remember it was my birthday last year i was away and the next day i had to come back we were at Clarendon and the next day we came back I had egg collection. So like my hormones were all over the freaking place. We knew it was our last round of IVF. And so we again, I think we again got 17, 18 eggs. And I remember getting a phone call saying that three of the eggs fertilized. Yeah. And we were like, killer, like beautiful. I can't imagine having four MB babies like in the freezer. I yeah. remember I was with you and we were. Where were we? we? Were somewhere in the city. We were
0: at the museum.
1: Not yeah, the museum. Yeah. And we, I got a phone call saying that they were looking really good. Yeah. And they needed to be a certain. They needed had. They needed to have a certain. Cells in them, so they could be chromosome tested. Yeah, that's and right. And she said, if they don't have those certain cells, do you want to just freeze them anyway? And I said, yeah, yeah.
0: And so I remember, you were, we were both, we were so stressed out <laughs> waiting for that phone call. And then when she called, we were like, oh.
1: yeah, like relieved, like, like so was, relieved. Yeah, like, like, like there's a light at the end of this tunnel. Yeah,
0: mom, the are coming. Yes. Yeah.
1: And then the next day, I got a devastating phone call to say that the three embryos had disintegrated and I remember being like what do you mean yesterday you were so positive to say that these eggs were going to be frozen and now you're saying they're disintegrated I was like
0: I don't get it I was so upset like yeah, I think I was I just defeated by that point yeah, like, oh of course I felt like that and I like I'm wasn't the one mm. going through it but I like I still can't get over like how things can change so quickly yeah really yeah that's the problem with it yeah i hate how
1: there's no guarantee mm. that's what's so taken out of your hands yeah and that's what you have no control no no control and that's something i'm always type of person that needs to be in control of the situation yeah and then ray said to me if this embryo doesn't work then um i think we should i think you should get an egg donor and i was deb- like I've never even heard of that. How do you even get a freaking egg donor in Australia? And how much more money do you think I have? Take my veins. Like, what else do you want from me? (laughs) I remember being so angry that he had made that comment. And um, I remember my mum saying to me, I don't want you to give up yet. If this embryo doesn't work, I'll pay for your next round of IVF. And And she was always, like, not negative, but she always... You know what wogs are like. She always had this perception like it's not going to work or yeah. why are you spending all this money on it. So for her to say that, I was like, okay, she believes that I'm going to be a mother so I can't give up yet.
0: Yeah.
1: So for the next few months I was on Zoladex. Yeah. And then I had to bring up my hormones. Because someone, Have you
0: explained what Zoladex is? Uh, no, so, I don't think I have. On, on, I don't know if I had, did on my last, uh, my, one of my other podcasts.
1: So basically puts your body in a state of menopause.
0: Yeah, to, quote, cool down your endo and your adeno and everything. Yeah. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. and in that period, Ray had said I had adeno. So that, and that's why he thinks... Well, I don't want to put words to his mouth, but that's why I think that embryo didn't work back in 2017 because I had endo and I feel like I had adeno and my uterus was already inflamed. Probably. So... I was on that for two months, which was annoying. Yeah. And then I had to rebuild up my... um, Your hormones. My hormones. So I had to... I had estrogen patches on and I had progesterone that I had to... Yeah, take. Take. And then it was... That was the build-up of the embryo transfer. And then that was a build-up of if this doesn't happen, what what are we going to do next? What's our next step?
0: So everything was pretty much... Riding on
1: this one freaking embryo right, embryo and like you all and like the ladies at the nurses at the hospital always like oh It only takes one. It's like I don't want to fucking hear that yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Like, like piss off piss off, but like, you yeah. really need to learn how to speak to someone that's going through fertility
0: treatment. Yeah
1: Anyway, then
0: we had the transfer and how are you feeling during those t- two weeks the, those two weeks? I think
1: it was weird for me because i remember it wasn't if i can compare it to 2017 i feel like i had 2017 in the bag so i never really manifested i never really sat and thought about this embryo being in my belly Mm -hmm. but this time i i was more with one, if that makes sense. I like, I could picture the embryo. I remember even you saying to me, just picture the embryo like in your belly and it's gonna implant. Yeah. And all that sort of stuff. And there was this one song that I was obsessed with and it was like think it's it's the song's about thinking about a boy. Yeah. And I when and I didn't know I was having a boy back then. But I whenever that song played I pictured the embryo in my belly. I'm thinking about you. And then I remember saying to Joe the day before I found out that I was pregnant, I remember saying to him, if this doesn't work, I want to have a break. Like yeah, this is a mental enough. break. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I couldn't... You need I, to have those
0: breaks oh, or you actually will have a he nervous a break breakdown. But he,
1: got, he got a little bit upset at, at me about it because he
0: was like, what do you mean, like, we can't have a break? But they don't understand they don't. because they don't go... They, they I actually just sent my husband a message before because I want to cremate my embryos and... Oh, yeah. And I, I, I said to him, like, I know you went through it too, but you don't understand the connection that I have because yeah. it's completely different. Yeah. You know, they're supporting us, but it's just different.
1: Yeah, 100%. And, like, he had to go through processes too, yeah. Joe, so he had to have um, some procedures done for his sperm. But um, the next day I <laughs> found out I was pregnant, but the nurse said to me, you're pregnant, but your HCG is low. So at this point, we don't know if they don't rise, you could have a miscarriage. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to be feeling right now? I remember calling you in tears, like, what? Because Yeah, like, it just
0: can't be simple. Yes. Just you're pregnant no. and that's it. It's
1: like, you know, now you got to go through this shit. Yeah. And I remember she said that I had to go and I had to get more... Um, a, a, progesterone tablets I remember like crying to Danielle on the phone hyperventilating driving saying I'm pregnant but this is what's happening I have no idea how to feel no idea what to do and then I think a couple of days later I went in for another HCG test and it had risen and then I think about a week later i think i think i had two of those tests and they were like yep that's fine like you're obviously still pregnant you just have to obviously watch out in the next 12 weeks to see if you have a um a miscarriage or whatever and then i remember being at work once and i was bleeding a little bit and i'm and this girl that i had become friends with she had she knew that i was going through treatment but she didn't know that i had the transfer and she had asked me what was wrong. And I remember burst being like bursting into tears. I was like, I'm pregnant, but I'm bleeding. I don't know what's happening. And then I remember um, I went to back to recommend because that's who I went with through Ray. And I said, I'm bleeding a little bit for my own peace of mind. Can I have another HCG test? And then um, she gave it to me. Everything was fine. So then... Yeah, then I fell pregnant and I can't explain. But it was. I remember I gave my mum this bib and it said my first Christmas and she was the first person I told before the 12 weeks w- was up because I was like, if this doesn't work, I need a support system. Yeah. And in the card I wrote Dear Nuna, which is grandmother, And she was like, is this for Nundra? I was like, it's for you, you you idiot. (laughs) And then she started, and my mother never cries, and she cried. She's like, I can't believe it. Like, I'm so
0: happy for you. I can't, now that we're mums, like, I can't imagine what it'd be like, like, to have to watch your child go through that too. Because I remember my mum used to get really upset. And then when she found, you've seen the video, yeah. when she found out, she, did, like she your- was like, <laughs> oh, oh, she was crying. I was like, oh my God, Mum, calm down a little, Mom. But, yeah, I can't imagine, like, there's nothing you can do to help your child. Yeah. You just have to watch them suffer. know Dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, Oh. That's so yeah, cute. Yeah, it was
1: cute. And then um, my brother is very emotionless as well, and I gave him and Erica a little a little onesie that said fun call. Oh, <laughs> heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I could see tears in Angelo's eyes. So it was really cute that they had, like I could finally tell them because I didn't tell them until, I reckon I was maybe just 12 weeks. Yeah. And it was funny because during Christmas, we had a barbecue and I really wanted wog sausages. Oh yeah. But on the barbecue and I needed them to be cooked. Yeah. And <laughs> mum was like, Mario, cook them a little bit longer. And it's like, what's for? You're not supposed to. do. <laughs> And everyone was like, "Franco, why aren't you eating the Pasta platter? And I was like, oh, I just don't feel like it. So
0: when did you tell your dad?
1: I told them after Christmas. So it would have been the day I told them the day that we heard the heartbeat. Oh, yes. Because I wanted to make sure that, you know.
0: I did the the same. Yeah, Yeah. the
1: heartbeat was there. So So about eight weeks in? It would have been, yeah. It must have been because I. Same with me, yeah. It was the day before New Year's Eve when I. Heard the heartbeat and I told him that night. Yeah. She was like, Why don't you wait for New Year's? I was like, I can't wait that I long. I <laughs> reckon. Oh my gosh. And it was funny because we had to like make sure that everyone was there for dinner.
0: Yeah.
1: And I remember Eric was running late and she was like, you, relax. And i like, Fucking hell, Eric. Like, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, What's your problem? <laughs> like, here. <laughs> Here's a <the> present.
0: <laughs> oh, so and now he's here eight weeks.
1: Yeah, eight, eight weeks. Still. weeks I can't believe like it's still so surreal to me that he was in my belly and like even the the c-section
0: was so surreal too like just everything everything was crazy and like you know every time you hear like you say or you say mummy or like Joe says oh there's mummy like you're just like I'm a mum yeah what the hell yeah someone I saw
1: um, a family friend yesterday she's like Frankie you're a mummy I'm like how weird
0: is that for someone to say I know and do you feel anything like when you could, like for me, I'm always like, I wish I could go back and tell myself, you know, it's okay, you're going to be a mum, you know, now mum of three, or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, do you want to go, wish you could go back and tell yourself?
1: 100% stuff? I wish I could go back, especially um, my birthday last year, because it was such a beautiful time where we went away, but I was so focused on this embryo, uh, sorry, this egg collection. I, Felt like I just I wasn't present. Yeah,
0: yeah. And for it's most very of it. so
1: hard. And even Joe's niece, she fell pregnant, and I love her to bits. But I still felt inside that that was never going to happen to me. So I felt maybe it was jealousy, but no, I think it was also it's I was not a jealousy. bit heartbroken too because yeah. Even when like I knew she was pregnant, she was going to have the baby soon, obviously, because she was pregnant. But the day that she announced that she had the baby i started crying because i was like yeah i want that to be, <laughs> to be me. me yeah
0: it's no it's not jealousy it, it's a type of, i think it's a type of jealousy but it's not you're not jealous for them you're just je- you're upset for yourself in your situation yeah. and so many I people I just, I yeah
1: and i um never like i didn't go to Maya's baby shower because yeah. i was just so heartbroken but i feel like you were the exception because you knew how I felt like yeah. other girls, like you have to go to this and you have to go to that I was like no I don't yeah it's too hard putting nah. yourself in
0: that situation
1: I did what I had
0: to do to survive and I'll never apologize for that yeah. ever and there any tips that you could give anyone listening that's going through through it you know like anything that worked for you like for me obviously was like circle and bloom that really helped me or what what do you? Think? I think for me, what helped me was feeling all the feels.
1: yeah, don't I was very um, secretive about my situation, so I didn't really so I didn't really tell anybody and I I feel now I need to be more open, like if anyone who's going through it needs to be more open about their what they're going through. And if someone doesn't understand what they're going through, then that's on that other person. It's not your fault. And I think it's also important to speak about it because I didn't know what IVF really was until you went through it and no one talks about, like, the negative negative aspects on it and things like that. So I think it's important to be open and also to go to as many different appointments as you want to if you don't if you're not happy with your fertility doctor yeah, then there's others out there yeah, yeah definitely
0: find someone who I, I've, I spoke I actually said it with Ray we already spoke about it mm, mommy, and if you follow me please be quiet if you follow me um, you know my biggest thing and even for birth is you need to be a hundred percent trusting in your specialist. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not going to work. It's just like a normal relationship, yeah, really. It's because true. it's not going to work. You need to have that trust. Otherwise, you're going to be stressed out to the max. A hundred percent. And you know, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, oh that, yeah. No, I, I know. Well, these kids are becoming ready. <laughs> um, well, thank you very much for um, having some coming over and having a bit of time of and of course chit-chatting about it and if anyone wants to follow you um and you on your journey of motherhood now um yes. i mean you still speak obviously about ivf and all that yeah what's your instagram handle my
1: instagram is uh life through frankie K, but it's got underscores in between
0: okay the things. i can too. write it in the show notes yes so. perfection all right. Awesome. Thank you very much. No and worries. yeah, we'll speak to you soon. Okay. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Bye.